The Lazy Person's Book Club presents... You can blame it on the season, blame it on the weather, or blame it for no reason on a feather. Blame it on Hoboken. It's the funny, music-fueled modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown. You can blame it on the game, blame it on the battle, or blame it on... Today's episode, Losses Living Room. Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates has hired a pushy New Jersey matchmaker named Jimmy Foss to help her find true love on a deadline. And it seems to be working. Jimmy has introduced Carolyn to Ned Allen, the most normal guy in New York. Meanwhile, Carolyn's parents, who are the owners of a rival kind of tour company called Let's Get Lost, have arrived from who knows where with their unbelievably handsome second-in-command little Hans, who has just fallen head over heels in love with Carolyn's former high school math teacher, Ms. Chupesky, who is now working as the voice of the New York City subway. We join them all now in Carolyn's one-bedroom apartment in Greenwich Village. Getting ready for a night on the town going, well, they're not quite sure where. Wow, Toots, you look elegant. New dress? I picked it up at the flea market during lunch. Nice find. You look nice, too, in that gray suit. Is that the one you wore to the Friend of Frank's Club? Classic, yet elegant. That's me. Little Hans was admiring Ms. Chupesky's outfit as well. One thing before we go. Little Hans pinned a corsage on the jacket of Ms. Chupesky's gray transit authority suit. He was wearing a blue blazer, a white button-down shirt, and jeans. Carolyn's parents exited her bedroom in their best hiking gear. Ready! The six of them rode the uptown subway, uptown, to Central Park West. Their destination was an tall, elegant, old-fashioned apartment building across the street from Central Park. What kind of party are we going to tonight? There is no invitation tonight. Only an address. Password, sir. Silent night. I know this place. I don't know how I know it, but I do. The doorman waved them into an elevator decorated with a crystal chandelier and two wooden benches for passengers who preferred to ride in style. He inserted a key into the lock next to the button reading penthouse, turned it and set the elevator in motion to the top floor. Here we are. In front of them was an enormous apartment spanning the building's entire top floor. Paintings lined the walls, sculptures dotted the room. A small band was playing in one corner. Tuxedo-clad waiters were proffering drinks and hors d'oeuvres to a glittering, well-dressed crowd. You guys, this is so weird. I have seen pictures of this place before. I just don't remember whose place it is. Welcome to the First Mile residence. Oh, right. Carolyn's now ex-boyfriend, William, had left her for Lila Alice Firstmeyer, the head of the Firstmeyer Foundation. This apartment was the foundation's home base. Carolyn had seen it in an architectural magazine she'd looked into after William hey, Toots, had left let's her. let's go out on the terrace and get you some fresh air. You're looking kind of green. I'm being totally irrational. This is a gorgeous terrace, by the way. Look at those sculptures and those flowering plants. It's about time you got irrational, Toots. Logic can only take a person so far. It's okay to feel a little crazy now and then, and it's more fun, too. Admit it. You're angry that you lost this guy, but you don't want him back. Am I right or am I right? You're 100% right. 
<laughs> it's totally crazy. Like I said, the heart is a crazy muscle, but where would we be without it? Do you see that couple at the end of the terrace? The silent one standing beside the charming-looking woman surrounded by an adoring crowd? Let me guess. The silent guy is William. The charming woman is Lila Alice. Does he ever speak? Rarely. They make a very nice couple. Make that a perfect couple. I couldn't have done better work myself. <sighs> oh, sorry, Toots. I was just making a professional observation. Let me buy you a drink at the fully catered bar. Carolyn and Jimmy returned to the party inside the first Meyer penthouse. They sipped a glass of champagne and watched the crowd doing the things partygoers do. Feeling better? A little, but something doesn't add up. William and Lila Alice look so happy, and I've never been happier. I mean, I have Ned, and he's great. So why do I feel so sad? Sad is good in this situation, Toots. It's halfway between crazy and... And what? And whatever comes next. You know what would really boost your spirits? One of those delicious-looking hors d'oeuvres the strolling waiters are serving? A serenade. Please accompany me to the grand piano in the middle of the room. If you liked my singing voice, wait till you hear me play. I feel better already. Now this is a little something I wrote for you-know-who. Your mystery woman? What is her name? Exactly. Young lady, what a lovely tune. I've never heard it before, and yet it feels like it's a vital part of my life. Did you write it? A, a friend of mine composed it. Your friend has a wonderful ear for melody. I'm Iris Firstmeyer. And you are? Carolyn. Well, Carolyn, I'm happy to tell you that you are tonight's Firstmeyer First. Thank you so much, but what's a first? It's our family tradition. We invite a new artist to play an original piece of music first, before our main concert of the night. It's a good luck charm, like a rabbit's foot or a four-leaf clover. Oh, but I can't play, really. Oh, I know it can seem daunting to play for a crowd like this, but everyone says it's a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I want to begin tonight's entertainment with a truly exciting find. Jimmy, we're trapped. What are we going to do? We're going to play a duet, Toots. You tell them the name of the song, I'll play the music. Okay. But what's the name of the song? It beats me, Toots. I haven't written it yet. I'd like to present tonight's First Meyer First. It will be played by Carolyn, who's a wonderful new artist, someone really worth hearing. The composition's called... You Gotta Believe... Hit the keys, toots. Don't be afraid, toots. It's music, not a piece of glass. Why do you think folks say hit it before they play? Because that's what you need to do to make a song a song. You gotta live it. You gotta risk it. Hit it, toots. Hit it like you're traveling from crazy through sad to whatever's next. You gotta believe, remember? Carolyn closed her eyes and hit a key on the piano. It rang like a bell. Oh. That a girl, toots. Do it again. Here goes nothing. Well done, Toots. And then, to her great surprise, Carolyn began to play the piano. Ah. She ran her fingers up and down the keys. She tapped one with her elbow. She nudged one with her nose. 
Each note was a jewel that she was offering to the crowd. Okay, Toots, we're coming to our grand finale. When I count three, we hit one last note and let it ring. Ready? One, two, three. Bravo! Bravo! You must meet tonight's guest of honor. You and William have so much in common artistically. Hello, everyone. Dear, would you excuse me? There's that wonderful man who helps people get lost. I'm hoping he will host a benefit auction for us while he's in town, and I'd hate to lose the chance. Lose? I believe I've made a pun. How unexpected. So, we're going to say hello to my ex and his new girlfriend? Like the lady said, Toots, it'll do you both good. You're right. Here goes. Carolyn walked up to the quiet man standing by the railing and tapped him on the shoulder. William expressed his surprise in his usual manner. Carolyn? How? Oh, a friend brought me here. It's a beautiful party. It's nice to see you. It really is. And you must be Lila Alice. You're Caroline, of course. It's so nice to meet you. And you were tonight's first admirer first. Your music was so powerful. Have you thought of going pro? Oh, I'm not a musician. Take the compliment, Toots. We deserve it. But, thank you. Everyone, can we gather inside for tonight's main event, please? William, after you. Carolyn and Jimmy found a spot in the crowd with a good view of the piano. William sat down on the bench, closed the fingerboard, and placed his hands in his lap. Friends, family, some of us may have heard of tonight's guest performer. Tonight we shall hear with him. William Arlen is an artist of the seldom heard. By joining him on his quest for the soundscape hidden in the everyday, we trade our illusions of music for music as it really is. Without further ado, I am delighted to introduce him and the debut of his composition, Silent Nights. William began his performance the way he always did, with a nod of his head and one simple word. Okay. The first Meyer audience responded the way most of William's audiences did, with utter confusion. When does he start? He has started. Don't you hear it? And then, as the crowd listened along with William, the sounds they didn't stop to hear on a regular night became beautiful, musical. And then, William's performance ended, just as it had begun, with one simple word. Okay. William, William acknowledged the crowd's applause with yet one more single word. Well? Jimmy Foss found the whole thing pretty impressive. That's his idea of a speech, am I right? It's one of his longer ones, actually. I really like this guy. Not that I should be surprised. You've got excellent taste in people, toots. But why talk when we can dance? May I have this dance, toots? This night could have been awful. But it was wonderful. I don't know how to thank you. I've been saying that a lot, I know, but I mean it. That's very nice of you, Toots. I accept your thanks, and I appreciate your generous nature. If you'd like to get me another gift, I guess I wouldn't say no. Except, don't get me a bike, okay? Because, you know, I got one of those, thanks to you. Jimmy didn't need another bike. That was true. 
But what did he need? Carolyn wondered. Across the room, the string quartet was playing a waltz, but her parents were dancing the twist. That's some family you got, toots. And that's when Carolyn had her second eureka moment of the spring. We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's Novel with Songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Nair Trevathan as Carolyn's mother and Iris Firstmeyer, Eric Isle as the butler and Caro's dad, Joan Bremer Holden as Iris Firstmeyer, Connor Magyar as Jimmy Foss and the announcer, Andre Zramek, as Little Hans, Dallas Heltzel as the doorman, and Sharon Glassman as Carolyn and the narrator. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Tureen. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio To Be or Not To Be in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass. <laughs>